0: Hi guys, um, welcome to the new episode of Cosmic Children um, Today we have Narelle King Hey Of the Sam Melos, And also recently came out on her own solo project Which is Narelle And we got Kevin from Tell Children And we have Ritz from Moonstone So let's kick it off today um, So Narelle
1: Hello Hi Hi How you doing? I'm good, a bit sleepy yeah. It's 6pm and I just woke up So you, you, get, just the, woke you up. get the feel <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, and we also currently Can we say that we're drinking? Yeah, why not? Yeah, so This, this we, is your podcast too, you know <laughs> Yeah, so like We decided to start drinking At 6 At 6pm 6 right now and uh, just It is a Monday nice. after all it I is can't is believe
1: Monday. I'm having both my morning coffee And a drink At the same that's, time That's
0: the way to do <laughs> it Yeah and yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been a while since I've done like a little Monday drinking. <laughs> yeah. So it's always good to start. Um, so yeah, so Narelle, um so you recently just came out with your, oh, your single, mm-hmm. Out of My Head. Yeah. It's out on Spotify, everyone. Can you just like, sort of like, walk through the process about why or how did you come about with this solo project titled Narelle and... <laughs> The yeah. Whole okay. Process.
1: So, I've been wanting to do solo music for a long time, and I think that also spurred from being in a band and and constantly being in this industry and also being projected, really, really far into it, but also not. Exactly having a great basis mm. to start off. I think a lot of musicians, you know, you work your way up from like being in your bedroom and doing gigs. But for me, it was a little bit different. And I think I kind of always struggled with that. Like maybe not being ready to be a performer, not being ready to be even be a singer. Like Ben and Sandra were actually the ones who taught me how to sing. Yeah. And suddenly I have to be on stage and and a lot of people telling you that, oh, you know, you have to be good, you have to be perfect, like, these are the areas in which you fucked up, like, today, and and it's a lot to take on. Um, And I think I've always just wanted that own space to kind of figure it out on my own, like, Mm. what is it that music really meant to me? What did I want to say in music? So, um, the last two years, two, three years have been a bit weird for me. I think I kind of just, like, tunneled into myself and, And you know how it is, it's like when you have things like anxiety and depression, they kind of rescape your inner world to something that you don't really understand. And I didn't understand this even when I said, okay, I don't know why, but suddenly there's this insane feeling of I need to do this for myself. I need to understand music for myself. And I started by doing a lot of research, like talking to my friends. Like what do you what's wrong with me? What is my what are my problems? Mm. Like how do other people see me and where where's the gap in this? Because I was feeling a huge dissonance between what I was putting out and the person that I had actually became on the inside. So I didn't really know what was going on, but I created like a whole bunch of mood boards of feelings that I felt and like notes and all this and I went into a two week writing session. The first night, um, I was there. I was in LA, actually. And um, it was with, with these bunch of black guys. And I was so intimidated, you know. Yeah. Like, we went in. But immediately, they were like, "Hey, let's drink. And, and they were like, what do you want to talk about? And I just said, and I'm like, dude, I don't know. Like, And I started crying and telling them how I just felt like such an imposter. And, and even about, like, um, my relationship from the past. that also painted a very dark view of myself and my ability to do music. Mm. And... Actually um and they were like, Okay, cool, like we we got your mood boards, like these are a couple of tracks that we we've done up prior and he played the backing for Out of My Hit, the intro. Yeah. Halfway through I just started crying. I was just like, Oh man, like this this feels exactly like that horrible inner to me it was purple, like dark purple forest that I was completely lost in. And he was like, I don't think we even need to listen to any other tracks, let's just write on this mm. one. And we got the song out in like an hour and then we just Recorded it So um, After that I went on And I started writing A lot more songs And when I came back From the trip I took a look at it And I realised that They all fell into Different emotions That I was feeling And and all that was actually My progress of trying To climb out from my hole Mm. That's why It falls into Three parts to me The first part Being a purple part Where you have A lot of anger Which is out of my head And then the second part being blue, where once you remove the anger and you're just sad and lost, it's just confusion. It's me accepting the fact that, you know, I I suck. I'm a sad bitch. Like, fuck all that shit, right? And then the last part is orange, because that's also where I was before I started writing it, where I felt, okay, you know, you can't be this anymore. Like, you're in charge of your own life and you need to move. But Fuck this sucks Mm. So it's all a bit sarcastic It's a bit cynical But at the same time Like there's a happy twist to it And it's very honest It's very honest And and actually When I came back I just like heaved this huge I was like crying on the plane Throughout because I was like Okay I understand What's going on in my head Oh my god Like like, all these things That were driving me Absolutely mental Like they were just Right there in songs And in the way that I understand Music For once And that was Amazing And then we decided to drop the songs. Before all of them were ready, I put out out of my head and immediately I was hit with a whole new wave of like conflicting Conflict. emotions. Mm. Yeah, because um, I thought when I, when I heaved that sigh of relief, I thought, okay, I'm done. And mm. then after I put it out, it's was like, oh girl, you're not. Like you just started. Scraping like, the surface on it. Totally scraping yeah. the surface. But I thought that was really fun, which is why, I mean, as of now, like, I haven't put out anything else, even though I kind of did not want out of my head to last that long. I right. don't think it's a f- appropriate like reflection of where I am musically, but at the same time, it had to come out because it was so honest. Mm. And uh, you know, now now I'm trying to figure out how how still to put out the rest of the songs, like which is the journey.
0: Like as as you're saying, like you did not want out of my head to last so long. Yeah. So. Is it more of a therapy for you mm. when you first like got onto this project? And yes. Is that the reason why? It's also taking its time for you before you even move forward.
1: Yeah, 100%. To sort of
0: like realise where you are at right now and coming to terms and, like, wrapping your mind around this whole thing.
1: Yeah, of course. I think if I had written the songs and dropped them all immediately, that would have been fine. But it's interesting to see how quickly we move as people and how quickly we change and how (laughs) something that can be so honest once can suddenly be like, hey, I don't feel that way anymore. Mm. Yeah, so now I'm just trying to find a middle ground because a lot of what I say is still very honest and I still definitely want to put it out. I think I just want to insert a little bit more of what I've learned. In those few months yeah. to the next few songs.
2: So so looking at Out of My Head and you having gone through the process of it, do you do you still recognize the person that actually penned down all those thoughts? Oh
1: 100 yeah. percent I don't think you ever let go of any kind of trauma and emotion. Yeah. And that's the thing that I think maybe, I mean, I don't know, maybe like ten years I'll say something different. But for right now, it's like it's still me. I still feel that way. And it feels great to be able to listen to a song and be like, oh, okay. But at the same time, be like, that's not me. Thank Mm, God, you know. That's not you anymore. Anymore. But it it still is in a way. Like, I think for me, sorry to sidetrack into depression, but like the first thing that made me realize you're depressed was when the, I don't know, I just suddenly accepted like these thoughts, these horrible, horrible thoughts in my head, they're not me. And it's, it's really hard to explain because I think the neural before was also depressed. But I would say, okay, that's a happy neural, you know, the neural that's sociable and, and able to handle situations and it's not like caving in. And then there's the sad part. I can take it one night, two nights, okay, yeah. I get back out. But then that, that dark part started taking over, and then I started seeing the happy self as an imposter. Okay Yeah So then I started thinking like No you are a shit person you're, you're so horrible You're so dark Like every time you go out there And you smile You're a liar You're a fucking liar Like how dare you mm. Do this kind of shit And then The more these thoughts going on, Every single time you smile You're like Oh my god you're lying Then do I, Then I become sad And I'm like No wait But I feel so crappy right now mm. So the first thing for me Like And I don't know if other people Are going through this as well But the first thing to realise Is like This person is not you As much as you think that it is It's not you Simple, but it's, it's quite a revelation.
2: How, how did you arrive at such a thought process? Was it someone who helped you, something, some, some, something yeah. someone said to you?
1: Yeah, it was actually a constant. So, I mean, to me, I'm a relationship whore.
2: What does that mean? So, it means that, <laughs> I'm, <Explain> I'm, that.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm constantly in relationships. But that's always been the way that I understand love, I mm. think. Because in my family, we love each other a lot, but we don't talk. And we grew up on Disney. We grew mm. up on this whole idea of like, find someone, you yeah. know, and like, and they will take away all your problems. So I always, always, always ran to that. Every time, like even before I started dating, every time I had an issue, I would I would imagine a Prince Charming coming okay. there to just console me because there was no one that would just hug me at home. To come and save you. Yeah. yeah. Just a hug. Like that's all you want, you yeah. know? So I think after that, I started to learn how to understand myself through relationships because that's the only place that I could be the most honest where I could be terrible and realize that the person wouldn't leave. Um, As I learned later on, you should not. Mm. (laughs) But yeah, so it was one terrible relationship where I put basically my whole trust of myself in him. And he tore that down. And it took the next one. And I I didn't know why I felt so drawn to this next person. Um, And then I asked my friend Yang, and she was like, because he's sunshine. I was like, okay. What do you mean by that? Like The light. Like, I went through a few things in between after my toxic relationship. But, you know, I couldn't understand the concept of love. Like, it was so twisted and it didn't make any sense in my head. And I, I found myself unable to love, unable to love them. Mm. And then suddenly, there was this guy that came along and I still felt that way. I'm like, I don't know how to love. I don't know what that means. But, but when I'm with you, I, I feel like I can breathe. I feel like it's okay, you know? Mm-hmm. And I and I didn't get that until Yang said, like, oh, he's just sunshine. He's is the positive to counter your negative. Mm-hmm. And through the relationship, like, it was just a constant repetition of, like, you're okay, you're amazing, you're okay, you're amazing. And, and you think sometimes, you know, even to friends who are struggling, like, you say it once, and then they don't take it. And then I hear friends complaining, like, you know, I try and give advice, but they never take mm-hmm. my advice, right. you right. know? But they don't understand that sometimes, like, the... How how much negativity you have experienced? You need an equal portion of positivity to replace that mm. in your head. So this sunshine guy managed to do that for me by just repeating these things every day so he could change the inner voice that was, was occurring. It wasn't until like six, eight months in um, and it was a long-distance relationship so we are on the phone and I was like, fine, you want to know what's going through my head? And I just started saying like, okay, you know, like you suck your piece of shit. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, die, die, yeah, die, yeah. die, die, die. And, that, and like it, it was horrible because like previously before I had gone through so much negativity and I didn't have... The courage, or didn't know that I had to speak it out. That literally, like every five seconds, like what goes on in my head is like, okay, step, step onto the road, jump off the building, step onto the road, Mm -hmm. jump off the building. Mm. And I knew that was toxic. So, what I did was I cut out all thought. And then I ended up not having a single thought in my brain. Every time I tried to think of anything, someone would ask me about work or about life. And then it would hit a negative and then it would hit a wall. And then it would be silence. Mm. Yeah, so uh, I mean, what what I'm doing now with music is also learning how to open that, tear the wall down, and and realize that okay, your thoughts can move through your brain. Yeah, but it wasn't until I told him and he and he said so matter-of-factly like, yo, that's crazy. And mm. I'm
3: like,
1: yes, yeah, crazy, dude. Like, <laughs> like you know, and, yeah. and and then you go for therapy and you be like, you know, what what is your inner voice saying? Is this what you would say to a friend? Like is that healthy Mm. Your inner voice makes up Essentially who you are Mm. You know As much as we think It's the things that we do Or everything else Like these things That slip past our conscious brain Is actually training yourself I agree Yeah Yeah. Yeah. And, And what pulled me out A lot of that Was actually researching Even to the science Behind you know Memory The science behind Like understanding Well for example Like there's this thing called myelin that that occurs Mm. in your brain, you know, like between your synapses and Mm. you realise that, okay, you can actually train your brain to go off in a certain direction. Yep. If everything is a cause and effect, for example, you have a trigger, then you have an emotional reaction, then you have a reaction. Yep. Like, the point is to stop it at the trigger and then you can reroute it and it's going to be hard. So, you have to forgive yourself
2: conscious
4: effort
1: for making the mistake and and somehow, because I'm quite a science kid, like, if you put it down in logic like that, I'm like, okay, so this is what I have to do And, and it it was all of that that kind of eventually slowly dragged me back up but it was like two years of a lot, a lot, a lot mm. of work. Mm. Yeah. Like not just in science, like even in philosophy or like psychology and very, very surface stuff but things that I didn't know prior because I think I never, like also coming from a point of privilege in a way, I, I always felt bad for feeling bad, you know? Felt
2: bad for feeling bad? Yeah. What like. Do you mean by that?
1: I, like I live a good life. Mm. you know, i I'm comfortable. I'm taken care of, and there are people out there that are suffering, you know, like 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 families that are completely way more dysfunctional than mine, people who are struggling to to eat to 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 yep. go to school. Yep. And I'm like, how dare you feel bad? How dare you come out and speak about feeling bad because you don't deserve to feel bad, mm. you know, and that, and every time I tell myself you don't deserve it, you don't deserve it, then I'll be like, but I feel bad. But I feel bad. Yeah, and you don't yeah. deserve it. And that just really tunnels you down. So, I mean,
0: I think, I, I think that's like
1: privilege like quite, guilt.
0: Yeah, privilege guilt. Mm. And like that's you know the whole part why she was talking about like f- feeling like not f- not feeling bad for feeling bad or feeling bad for feeling bad. Feeling bad for feeling bad. Yeah. So like how if if someone actually do does go through this, and I'm sure there's people out there right now who's also feeling the same way. How did you stop yourself because From like feeling at the, at, bad yeah, because like at the end of the day, you are still going through what you go through that's no you can't take away the pain, the suffering or you know, the mental torture that you're putting yourself through, so how do you get out of that and try to move forward without to without feeling bad for feeling bad?
1: I still feel bad mm-hmm. um but I think also being able to speak out to friends and yeah. for them to give words of encouragement um helps a lot. And me realizing that eventually there are things that I want to do, and if you are not feeling fucking fly, you can't go and help yeah. other people. <laughs> you know, you it's like Michael Jackson, "Man yeah. in the Mirror," <laughs> which we've been listening to, and it's so great because it's literally it's like the the first change you want to make needs to start from within. Yeah. And if eventually I want to have purpose in this life and I want to go on doing better things for greater people, mm-hmm. then I must fix myself first because since young we've always used ourselves as a comparison like as a barometer benchmark Benchmark. yeah Yeah, Yeah, exactly for how we experience everything else that's empathy Mm. right so the first thing i need to do is be brave and face all these things inside me and also realize that it's okay it's okay to feel bad and then as long as i know i can do some good in the future and that good and also a lot of it stems from myself it was figuring out what 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 means anything to me? Who do you want to be? Mm. Because as I'm still learning, like you cannot please everyone. And I know that's such a hard lesson to learn, but you can't. And the only time that you feel okay making decisions is if it comes so strongly from what you stand for. It's a conviction. Yeah, exactly. So that's something I'm still learning because I realised that I also have this... I I felt like I didn't really have a persona. Like I mean, I had a very strong persona, but I kept pushing her down Mm. to do what I thought other people wanted me to do and I think a lot of that came out from Willows as well mm. having to be a person that I didn't feel was me so for not, seven years like something
2: part of a group is it like a group yeah, identity yeah it's like then?
1: how yeah you know because everything I do comes back to them mm. you know and everything that we do wrong sometimes also the I guess maybe the, the advice that I got back was a little bit like passive aggressive or toxic well, what so, do you mean by that like I, I mean I, I also do this a lot you know, I'm I'm looking out for someone. Maybe they're, they say something interview, and I'm trying to tell them like, okay, maybe you should be a bit more this way or mm. whatever. But the way that we put it out is very negative. It's almost gotcha. like the like, like hey, you shouldn't do this. Mm. But instead of saying like, hey, like, you know, I get where you're coming from. Maybe in order for other people to understand you a little bit better, you should slow down. Yeah, or speak a bit less so, so, so that the your packaging thoughts. Are, of it. Yes, okay. exactly.
0: Execution. Yeah. <laughs> Execution. And I
1: used to be one of those. Like, I like to. To, because I held so much stress within myself mm. And the way I talked to myself was very negative If you do badly on an exam, I'm like you better not fuck up next time, man like, yeah. you know. And I thought that, that, that Me doing that to other people Was also a form of care
3: I get it, it. Okay. Yeah.
1: And that's also what happened a lot in my toxic relationship like, and, and that was a struggle And why, why it made it so hard to even break up In the first place Because everything that he was doing to me Came from a point of care and I only recently, like when we both grew up and we talked it out, that I understand that that form of care also came from his parents. Mm,
4: right.
2: Yeah, it's a, cycle, yeah. It's, a, it's a huge
1: cycle that, yeah. that and not the only way to break is to understand. So that's, I guess, my process now is understanding these things.
2: Do you think it's a time and a place kind of thing? Because um, whatever you have just said, whatever you have uh, slowly went through, learning new things, um, talking to people about it, being more open about it, do you think 2016 or 2017, you would have accepted such advice
1: oh no not at all you need to be ready for it and you need it's really on time on target man okay yeah because I think people were giving me advice all along Mm. I just couldn't hear it okay Yeah. I mean okay kind of in reference I don't know do we get to talk about us
0: yeah I mean okay
1: no because Ritz and I have been friends for like uh, six six years. years yeah and oh. and we hang out Like we've had common friends Like he came into Moonstone And we were friends But it was strange Because all of a sudden We just started forming a liking to each other And it was almost at the same time mm. But the lesson that that taught me I mean and also the relationship is great so far basically, <laughs> by the way. High five to that. Five, <laughs> <a> Job, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But like What that taught me is that Really Your answer could just be Right smack in front of you And you will not be able to see it If you're Mm. not ready And that's why You know people going out And they're saying like I'm going to go to this place To look for love I'm going to do this I want this in a relationship That's and even for me, right before, I was asking friends and they were like, yeah, you know, love finds you when you least expect it. I'm like, what the fuck? i that so cliche. Made, bitch, fuck <laughs> it's off, cliche. Yeah. you know, like, but, <laughs> it's, it's,
2: fucking cliche, but yeah. it's really
1: true. I mean, you you can't be in a relationship if you haven't figured out who you are mm. first and, and suddenly, because he also went through the same thing. Yeah. Like, he was starting to figure out who he was and I was starting to figure out who I was and then you realise, you know what, then, all these things that we've learned make sense. We understand each other now and we would not have last time and we would have been toxic and negative to each other and that would Hmm. have just tore both of us down.
0: Like like we've actually talked about before, like this relationship would not work out in any other point of our lives. Interesting. Because in a way we were not ready in a sense, right? So like how would you like tell the listeners like, you know, like, if they are Love going through advice. such things. Yeah, like, like an advice when, you know, when they are feeling lost and um, they are, they, having the answers, like what you're saying, sometimes the answers are just right in front of you, but you just cannot see. And uh, that yeah. happens to everyone. Not just it's a, a select few. You have but to
1: always look inward first.
0: And retrospect, in, introspective.
1: Introspective. Yeah. Like, and, and also be retrospective. Like, um, for a lot of my life, I was denying, I think, my past. When mm-hmm. we started at the Willows, I denied my past before, and even in the Willows, I, every time we go through something, I would deny it and I would forget it, and my memory got so bad because mm-hmm. I was actively forgetting everything that happened to me, because I think I couldn't face my mistakes, and when you can't face your mistakes, you can't enjoy the reaps of your wins.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Because even though I would feel like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm being, I don't know, ignorant. Because like then that that's what happens when you become like one of the arrogant assholes. Is mm-hmm. when you only look at your wins and you don't look at your flaws. And mm. because I couldn't face my flaws and I refused to be that asshole, I ended up not having anything.
2: I get it. Okay. Um, so there's a certain sense of acceptance now.
1: Yeah. So I guess advice to people would be to always look, always look inward first. I don't know. It's it's complicated. Like you just need to keep reading, keep talking. Um, the worst thing I did was to tunnel and rabbit hole myself. And stop meeting people And stop talking to friends Because you become Your own echo chamber Of negativity yep, yep. Um, And f- and how I got through that Was like to get over My fear of being stupid mm. Like realizing that I can talk to someone And be a complete dumbass And as long as I Work towards a change It'll be okay Like Wait I was gonna say Something else Sorry I'm very forgetful <laughs> so, That's cool um, <laughs> How do you ex how do you take your mistakes oh okay okay I got on to say is that I've, I felt so bad for so long for the mistakes but then I realized people don't remember them everyone everyone knows in your heart that life is a journey and things keep changing and eventually people will forget the mistakes that you've made only if what you do in the future eclipses that mm. so I think what I'm trying to do now is to just accept all my mistakes and just keep working towards being a better person and eventually, I hope people will forget everything that I've done in the past. And the funny thing is people don't give a shit about you lah. Unfortunately, (laughs) yes. Really? Not as
0: much as you think. No, not as much (laughs) as
1: you think. Like, your mistakes that you've made, like, they don't care. Hmm. And if they do and they hold on to that, then they are holding on to negativity in their own life that will affect them badly. I mean, also, I, I do believe that even if people come at you with negativity, you always need to approach it positively and with love because there's just too much hate and too much anger in the world Mm. and i've realized that every single time in my life that someone has come up to me with anger and i've given them back instead love they've always come to a middle ground Mm. and that's amazing that is amazing when you have two opposing views managing to meet in the middle that is what life needs
0: it's like you can't be angry at a happy person yeah, it's true. Yeah, you, know what I mean? you like, no can though no, if you
1: are stupid yeah. happy. Like I'll be like,
0: Fuck okay, you I bitch. I actually did, I actually got that last night. Like well, was this mean? like person. Like I was I was at a gathering and then like there's uh, I mean I'm a I'm quite a smart person. Okay. smiley like yeah, you yeah, smile I, a lot. I smile okay. a lot. So even even if there's nothing he's going on, he's a Sagittarius after, rising. Yeah. What what is oh, that? Right. Or um, your horoscope people. <laughs> you wanna explain? It
1: means that the mask That he puts on To face the world Is a Sagittarius And Saggies Are usually like Quite happy-go-lucky mm-hmm. They like to smile They like to travel yeah. And and may not always Be the best thing Because they will Explode eventually <laughs> But they do not they, they like to put out A happy front I get it
0: okay. Basically I'm a time bomb Okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm peaceful at first yeah. And then I'll explode So okay. like uh, I mean like, like Last night like uh, This person told me like, Ritz Like you know like Why are you so smiley I'm Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I just like to smile. But, you know, like, I I always believe too in that if you smile back at at a person, you know, it's either they're going to react like that and they eventually smile or be in a better mood or they just smile back at you. Mm. You know, I I feel like I've not gotten any bad response. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me personally.
1: If you're genuine and you smile.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Interesting.
1: So smile more, guys. Be happy. (laughs) Oh,
0: I would like to... uh,
2: Talk about, another I'm just curious to know, has your perception of love changed throughout the years? Yeah, because I'm particularly fascinated by um, youth and, and growing up.
4: Mm-hmm, uh, the, me the, the,
2: the media that you consume consciously and unconsciously and how they, because you were talking about Disney and Disney paints a very perfect. some perfect one-dimensional view on certain things. And a lot of people grew up with media like that. And it, it's interesting that you, you brought up that, that particular example. So I'm just curious to know, has your idea of love or care or even self-identity changed throughout the years?
1: Completely. Yeah. And it will continue to change. Mm. Um, like last night, the same group of people, we were asking, you know, what is one lesson you've learned from each ex? And I really have learned a, a lot of lessons from these people. For example, I... Um, I once dated a guy that I knew would be very secure. And my family is like that. They're like, my dad is, um, he works towards comfort. He works towards privilege because that's something that he didn't have. Mm. And that's why, even though we're not super privileged, he instilled this idea in me that privilege is good. Mm. You know, we don't want that. We yeah. want good. Yeah, yeah. And, and learning how to, for me, like, okay, so for example, the first guy that really taught me a huge lesson, he was a secure guy. He was someone that would take care of me for the rest of my life and I knew he would be safe. He would make a decent amount of it because he's safe. Yeah. And after going through a relationship like that, I realized, no, that's not what I need. I need more. I need some I need someone that can connect with me in art. Art, I need, okay. I need someone that, you know, pushes me further. But then I still didn't really learn that after that, I dated a really rich guy who was very sweet, you know. And at first I was like, Yeah man, life is good, you know, I get taken care of. And then I felt so empty. I could have got married there and lived the rest out of my of my life yeah. out in comfort, but you know it. You you it tell you tell yourself you realize that you're not happy. Why? Because still, I and this was a thought that occurred to me when I broke up with him, was that I, I can't imagine standing on the Grand Canyon with you because you wouldn't understand. The beauty of it The way Mm. that I did And how could I be In that position And not be able to Share that with someone That is so sad And that made me realise Like you know what I don't even care About money Even though my parents Have been teaching me Like make money Make money Be safe Save 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 Right I realised that I don't care that much About materialistic things I don't need to eat Expensive food Like I just need Basic comfort Okay, sure And I also want enough money To be able to live the life That I want to live And be able to take care of my friends If they need help But I don't want to be rich And that made me Like take away That whole aspect of myself Like that rich Is not what I want Even going into the willows I think having success Was a very interesting thing Because at first It felt so good It felt good to You know Have people praise you All the time You know And all these things And I don't know But and then After I started feeling so empty And then I also realised that success is not what I want. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, success may be in my own field as I continue to figure out what that is, but it was not that. It right. was not an empty success. I did not want that. Uh, so, okay, back to the question of love. Um, I, now... For me, the understanding of love is that it's a growing process. And to me what love means now is having someone that respects your growth and pushes you to grow in your own way and in a and I guess you need to do you do need to have a common understanding of what you want in life mm. Like for example Between Ritz and I Like we love to Experience life Like mm. we love to enjoy And we love to travel Van and life everybody Van life Oh, van oh yeah <laughs> life. Oh actually oh, you, gotta tell, you gotta explain van life yeah, Please yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Should I segue well. to that first Please yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay so uh, When I was feeling Really depressed I would lie a bit um, And not want to consume Any kind of media And um, I like wrote it out In a note that I showed him And he did not mm. understand That day I was yeah. like Why is it so hard To be depressed And on social media It's because you can't seem to vibrate at the same frequency as others, you know? Everyone is out there being like, yeah, like, this is life, this is what I'm doing now. And it's great. Like, I'm so for that. Like, you should be happy and you should post that online. But it's like, when you're depressed, I'm like, fuck you. Like, and and the worst thing about feeling like crap, right? And also knowing that this person isn't you. Even for girls, when we are PMSing, I tell you, it's a real thing, okay? It's when you know, you know what is important to you. You know how you should be. But at that moment does not work, man. Like, no matter how hard you try, you cannot Mm. get out of this negative bubble. And going on social media and feeling that way, it's like, it's the worst. Seeing people do the things that you want to do and be the way that you know you should be and uh, and also then thinking of all the things that you wanted to do in life and at that moment being like, no, I can't. Everything sucks. Like, that's the worst. So after that, I stumbled on this thing called van life, which is people... Basically, converting the back out like the back of a van yep. and just living in that. And most people do that because they don't have enough money to sustain like a rental thing. And when you interview them, they're all like, Yeah, you know, I, I, I can still do the work that I want to do. Like, I, I can live in the forest. You know, yeah, maybe you shower like with mud, mud <laughs> on your feet. But I mean, I'm, I'm quite okay with that. Yep. I'm pretty yeah. rough. Yeah. Like, I'm okay with that kind of dealing. And I don't know. I was like, Oh man, that's cool. And I felt suddenly a lightness to myself. Mm. And I spent five days. N- not kidding five days i wake I'll go to sleep wake up go to sleep wake up just watching every single van video yeah. on YouTube interviews van builds like understanding what van you builds. need yeah because people build their own vans. part of the process mm-hmm. yeah. so you need to understand like electricity like, like toilets Courage. like yep. do you want it yeah toilet yeah. do you not like cooking yep. you know like how do you store your stuff and I don't know even until now like that's kind of been the first ever dream That I've had When I was like 16 You know I used to joke With my friends And last time It was a lot of jokes Because you know You still think Okay I need to be a lawyer <laughs> Yeah yeah,
4: yeah,
1: It was like I will joke about Like yeah I man I just want to go to Australia Live out of back of And draw caricatures As yeah. a hobby I used to love Drawing caricatures You know And yeah I would laugh about it And I will just Chuck the thought Out of my head But then now I've started to come And accept it And be like You know I actually really Really want to do this um, and that's kept me happy for a long time. Uh, it's evolving still because now I realise like I don't want to escape anymore. At that point in time, that was the escape that mm. I wanted. It was me shedding everything in this world. All the societal values that placed on you, all the problems and everything. And fuck everyone, get in a van and just do what I want to do. Like I could draw, I could like go surfing, you know, I could make music and I don't give a shit about what anyone else says because I literally am alone in a fucking van. Yeah. Yeah. But then now as I'm starting to be more myself and handle my own emotions, I realize that it's great because then I can start handling bigger problems in the world. Problems that used to scare me, like, Mm. like all the like issues, like whether it's like the Hong Kong, like the Sudan thing and understand it in a more apathetic way, which I'm still learning till now. Um, So it's cool. It's still, it's still evolving, but I mean, honestly, I'm actually hoping to go live in a van next year.
2: Yeah. Interesting.
0: I think. You I should, think. Yeah. You should definitely like check out the videos. Like, oh, bro, so the, the cool. way it's they beautiful. build, like a full. They can actually build like full, like king or oh, queen size bed. You know, in the back like, of a van. The back of a van, but like the way they construct it is, if you want to keep the bed, like it becomes. And everyone
1: like a, has a different construction, which is so yeah. cool because you <laughs> tailor it to your needs. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, <laughs> it's so. Yeah. It's very creative. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think
2: saying that. Um I think it brings me back to I think one of the questions that I have in preparation for this interview or in this podcast. Um, I'm just curious to know who, who is Narelle King because I, I I know you from what I see online interviews, but um, talking to you in person like that, I just want to know what is your answer to that question. Who who is Narelle King?
1: Narelle is someone who makes a lot of mistakes and loves to make mistakes because I'm pretty wild. Mm-hmm. I I'm actually quite a bad student and a bad kid growing up, and I think a lot of people don't know that. But to me, um, it was always about asking why and why not. Yeah. And I'm a kinesthetic learner, which oh, is why mean? I, it means that, like you know, some people learn by reading, some yep. people learn by hearing. I learn by doing, yeah. so I have to make mistakes, and I think that's one thing that I used to hate. But now I would love for that to be a definition of me. Okay. Yeah.
0: What What gave you the courage because you said that you you always knew that, you know, you learn by doing, yeah. right? So how do you find that courage to make mistakes and not be afraid to make the mistakes in order for you to learn?
1: It was understanding that at the basis of it, I know my intentions and my intentions are pure and my intentions are good because I'm a good person, you know? And I think we're all good people. We just make... Bad choices Questionable Questionable, <laughs> questionable, <laughs> questionable choices yeah.
0: Like coffee and whiskey <laughs> Yeah
1: <laughs> Because You know Of our insecurities Because of the way That we, we grew up And you know the, There's this show On Netflix called The Good Place Okay mm, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and it's about This system of like Rating people by what they do on earth by points and then see whether you go in a good place and bad place. And it's a bit of a spoiler.
2: Please, please spoil it. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay, it's a very loose spoiler, but basically one of the main points that they make in like season three is that nobody actually gets into the good place because in this day and age, every decision that you make somehow has a negative consequence. Mm. So there's a there's a problem in the system of judging people by the actions that they make. Mm-hmm which which is a huge lesson to me. It's like you cannot judge people by the actions that they make because in like nowadays, everything you do has a negative consequence. You know, like you eat a strawberry and this strawberry was was like, I don't know, like some farmer is suffering from it somewhere, mm. but you didn't know. Like yes. then how? What do you do? So. I don't know. What was the question? How do I come to terms with making yeah, mistakes? Is to make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. And Fair then, enough. like for example, like yesterday, two days ago, I posted this thing about the Sudanese conflict mm. that was very um, insensitive. I had no idea it was insensitive to me. It was just like, oh, but why not? And then it was only when the people and okay, if I had not posted it online, I would not have been connected with the people that were really affected mm. by the cause because I would have stayed in my own echo chamber of people that. Doesn't understand it. Yep. But the moment I made the mistake and I felt bad about it at first. And then I, but I realized like how much I grew in the two days of conversation. Totally, I don't care what you say out there, I'm happy I made the mistake. Mm. Or at least I'm grateful that I made the mistake because now I know. And you cannot learn by not making mistakes. I was always so afraid. Or making mistakes I always just wanted Or felt the need To be perfect And I think that's also A very king household thing What do you mean by that? Like Because I think We 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 grew up Doing pretty well In a lot of things You know Whether it was like School or sports Or arts Like it, We did well And then the more You do well at something People expect A certain level of From you And then yeah. the more You feel like You can't fail mm. You know and then the moment you fail, you're like, oh, my God. But you know what? Fuck that, man. Like, just make all the mistakes that you want. It's the most fun part. And, and then when you finally get it right, you're like, yes! You know, it feels so good. so I'm learning, I'm learning this lesson right now, but I'm enjoying it.
2: Mm. Mm. I'm personally very curious about um, uh, growing up in, in Singapore and the, educa- and the education system because a lot of these life skills on dealing with problems, dealing with uh, yourself even. They are not explicitly taught in school. No. They are the things that you, either you, hopefully someone tells you about it, you, mm. um, you learn online, mm. or you experience something so negative, so traumatic that you have you, to learn, you, you have to learn yeah. these skills. So that is what I find so fascinating because um, I grew up in Singapore and a lot, of the, a lot of times they, they keep harping on uh, English, math, science, all these subjects, important subjects yeah. uh, subjectively, but a lot of the life skills, they don't teach you. Yeah, so how... Is it just through um, being open to, to, to learn? Is it as simple as that?
1: I think both being open to learn and open to teaching. Teaching, okay. Like... Like in the industry You know like sometimes I hear conversations And then there'll be A problematic person And then everyone is like Commenting like Oh this person's like that Blah 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 And I'm like Why don't we reach out a hand Like he's mm. obviously suffering And then they'll be like Yeah but it's not It's not my business You know And I was yeah. like That in itself is the problem And I totally understand Your anger And you know Whatever you choose That is your right But maybe I mean for me It's, it's always about Just offering Maybe a piece of Loving advice To someone, and yeah, I mean, so far through my life, that those small moments that I found ability to connect with someone has taught me a lot. I don't know. Is that a question or was a question again? (laughs) It's
0: like it's like um, basically what I'm just trying to rephrase. Maybe yeah, yeah. Um, Like what more about Kevin was trying to say is like in this day of age, like with the education system they are Mm. going through, like I think he's trying to ask you how w- would, like, kids out there, you know, Learn besides learning, besides learning, like, all these important subjects, they are important subjects, yeah. you know, but also life subjects, like, life lessons. I mean,
1: that's that's on us as our generation to, exactly. to understand and impart to our right? kids because, yeah. for example, like, that's, that's just evolution. You know, our, our parents had way worse problems with their yep. parents. I mean, I wouldn't say it's way worse, it's just different, right? So, to them, it was always about being able to... Uh, have education because they did not have education was the solution to everything. I would say their
2: focus was survival. survival. Yeah, exactly. Survival. Yeah.
1: But then now that has changed, and I think on our generation, which a lot of. Parents I see around me Are doing Is really educating the kids Teaching them how to Handle their emotions Even language Like as semantics right? Is, is the key to, to Unlocking And understanding things In your brain yep. We talk about this Like Ritz is half Thai yeah. In Thai culture They have a lot of Words for love They have a lot really? of Expressions yeah, for love and that's, expressions. and that's why Thai people are such A loving community Because the more you say it, The more you understand it, The more it becomes a person um, In Sweden Like 50 years ago they, they have a pronoun For a gender that is neutral mm. So for, for men It's han For women It's hon And I think The gen, the, the word for The middle Is hom So you can In, in casual conversation yeah. You can refer to someone And not have to put A label on them yeah. You know And that alone Has made them So understanding Of just gender equality yeah. So language is the thing, and I think the problem with Singapore is because English is not our first language, neither is Chinese. You know, it's a bit in the middle.
2: Yeah, it's in the yeah, middle. And, in between. And <laughs>
1: even though we we speak English, our English is not as <laughs> profound as like the people in England itself because right. they've been speaking that for yes. generations. Yeah. So I think it's about teaching kids the words f- in between love and hate you know, yeah. understanding that love is not a solid concept. Yeah. And I think that's what our generation is doing right now for our kids. Sometimes the fun thought is like, what is the next thing? You know, what once once we have a whole generation of people that are loving and understanding or whatever, if that's possible, mm-hmm. what is the next problem? Because nobody would have seen this problem coming. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's, 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 it's quite interesting that you brought that up because like, I just literally just had this thought, like, you know, language, you know, it's evolving. Mm-hmm. You know, because like, even for me as growing up, like, you know, language has always been like, you know, like, oh, like, I grew up speaking it. Be it English or Thai or Mandarin, yeah. whichever language you're speaking. But nobody actually takes the time to observe the evolution of language. Because nowadays, you know, we even have the Urban Dictionary. Yep. You know, like, all these things that we use to describe things, or like emotions, are so important to understanding oneself and to be empathetic to people and humankind. Of everything You know what I mean Like like for example Like she took up Like the Thai The Thai language Man Like my mom trusts me Like when I say it <laughs> Like she gets so dramatic But it's not because she, She's Oi. dramatic Yeah it's, it's not because She's dramatic It's because She just can't express it mm. She can't express it Yeah you know, and when I see her express it, like I feel it too. Like I'm like, Interesting. oh my god, I like, supporting. So you yeah. know, and like to all those people out there who got your siambus. <laughs> you know, help <laughs> <all your, laughs> like, desk. desk. Oh, okay, <laughs> Kevin. So a siambu is meaning, <laughs> um, basically Thai woman. Okay, <laughs> so okay. the but the street specific, vernacular.
1: specific Thai women, right? Yeah,
0: if you go to Thai disco, it's know, like a girlfriend thing. Um, attachment companionship <laughs> <by>
1: <laughs> <way>. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very nice way of, of putting
0: it <laughs> <companionship>. <laughs> okay yeah, yeah and, and 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 that too like um you know i mean for those people who have their yeah, samboos you you would understand mm. and for those people who don't you know basically like simple words like chanakta uh, yeah chan you see the way she says it i like i love you mm-hmm. it's so much more like a blanket, I feel like I'm It is soft, it's softer. Soft. It's very soft. Okay. Yeah, and 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 the Thai language can be also very crude. You know, mm. I I can be the most mean to you, but like it's not because of the words that I'm saying; it's the tone of my voice.
1: Mm.
0: You know, so the evolution of language that just came into my mind so interesting and like how it affects human beings.
1: Yeah. So maybe yeah. what we should be doing is imparting the words to yeah. the people around us to help them understand what they're going through. I mean I haven't got to that point right now I'm still understanding what it m- feels like on the inside. Yeah. But uh yeah I mean to progress.
0: Kevin you actually helped me. Huh? Oh. Yeah, actually not knowingly like oh, what um you mean? the first time we did this podcast okay. like, we were testing out this podcast yep. right so it was me Nicholas and uh, Kevin uh which is like kind of just talking and see how this would flow. So Kevin was asking was asking me because like I'm such a positive guy you know and then I'm, I'm, like, telling Kevin, like, nah, man, like, you know, but, like, in order to have the positivity, you have to have the negativity to really understand positivity. And then, like, we're all talking about, like, oh, like, you know, we hope one day we'll be living in a utopia. But then Kevin gave me this word, which I've said to you, Narelle, (laughs) equilibrium.
4: Oh, okay, yeah. I remember that. Oh my you god, remember. he used
1: that word so much <laughs> on me. <Can't>, like,
0: <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Please explain equilibrium to everybody.
2: Equilibrium oh, okay. really is just a state of balance because um, I think as with everything, balance is pretty important because I, I personally don't believe in utopia because if you're talking about human beings, they, yin-yang they, 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 yin is one way of describing it because it has been said that good really is just the absence of evil. So you need oh. you need evil for there to be good because if there is no evil there, there is no good and then everything is just neutral.
3: Mm-hmm. So like dark
2: and, and cold and Yes. Awful. Yes. Okay. So and I mean human beings, my personal view is that they are a bit fucked up here and there. And we are. just 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 <laughs> because of that, you cannot have a utopia. Mm. Yeah. I,
1: I definitely do believe so. Like we need chaos to create change and we need opposing forces to yep. provide yep. different views. Right. Yep. So And like I said just now Like there will always be A new problem Yep and I mean, we don't really know like what what is utopia because there's been an- ancient civilizations that have been buried, and we're like, what happened yeah. then? We have no idea. And I don't know. There are like a lot of theories that you know, like when we find it, that's where the next apocalypse will oh, happen, yeah. and then you restart. And, like a disease and, then or something, yeah. and then you have all your sci-fi fil- films about how we're just actually like a testing ground or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to believe, or at least keep the open mind to believe in all these things. But eventually, what pulls you back down to earth and reality is that whatever happens in the grand scheme of life, you. Can can only affect whatever's happening right now. I agree. Yeah, and we need to be that power for change. need Be present. Mm. Be
0: present. Yes.
2: I want to talk to uh, Ritz about language because um, I find language really fascinating. Because mm. I've only known English, I've only known Chinese. So, Ritz, you, what language did you start out learning? Did you learn Thai first? Or did you learn uh, English first?
0: It's, it's weird. Um, so, from the beginning part of my life, um, I was actually I was kind of back and forth between Thailand and Singapore mm. a lot. So. For some reason, I think I started speaking like English and Thai at the same time. Okay, because I mean, back in town my con- like in the countryside, like guys, I'm talking when I'm saying countryside, like literally countryside. Like, yeah. like there we have in order to get like water, we had to pull out the water from, from the, well. the wells yeah. and stuff. Like there was a well in my in my auntie's house. Yeah, you know, and like um, we were the only house that had like aircon. Wow! Like the rest of the in house. the countryside. Yeah, in the countryside. Okay. And 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 like back then, like every Sunday, because my house would have cable TV, so we would invite all our neighbors to come watch TV together and have a dinner. Have dinner. Yeah. We have barbecue. Yeah. It's really damn chill. Yeah. So like from young, I remember communicating in Thai a lot. Hmm. And then when I come back to Singapore, it's all English. You have to switch. I had to switch. So.
1: But at the same time, none of his parents really speak English well. Exactly. Mm, okay. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, so it's like kind of I'm like kind of in between. Okay. Everything. So so here's here's the question because
2: yeah. I have a personal thought that we okay to to reemphasize the point N- Narelle said just now we mm. are basically the stories we tell ourselves we mm. are those stories so stories involve words mm. so my question is that when you think do you think in Thai or do you think in English or is it a combination because they have different uh. You, you, was, you were saying because love connotations from, and, and nuances yeah so they have different meanings and some I, I believe some words in specific languages they are not present found in the English words. Mm-hmm. so how do you conceive some, a thought like that yeah just, okay. just with your experience oh man
0: I think more than half the time I'll just say out the word and people will be like Ritz what the fuck are you talking yeah I was like no it's Thai it's just ignore me interesting <laughs> you know and um, um, I, I usually like what helps I, I just say it mm if I want to express it, um, even though if I know the person won't get it. Um, but then again, you know, back to what Narelle also said, s- educating. You know, how she knew about this whole Thai thing being um, with the languages, because I explained to her and she, she was asking me, like...
1: And it was, was my saying, openness to uh, step into the culture exactly. of yeah. what he has. Yeah. yeah,
0: and, and like, she was very interested in, like, I told her, like, you know, um, like, for example, like um there's this word, this phrase or like this word called um song san mm. that means like
3: Oh so beautiful. Yeah, it's
0: it's 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 what like is that? it's like so song san like pity me. Empathize but, with yeah, me.
1: Empathize like, pity me. And, like I, and
0: empathize is very I think it's different. More empathize. Yeah, It's, it's more, more of
1: empathize. like I'm I'm in a state right now yeah. and I just need love. Please give me love.
0: Yeah. But oh. It's also a mix of So the nice, pitiness. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also this also pity me at the same time because people would call out for attention. Like, song sangun, you know, mm. like, like, please, like, you know, like, pity, give me a hug, like, like, please, like, yeah. To be honest, in Singapore, how many people actually say that out? No, <laughs> bro, no, like bro, exactly, I need a hug. and I need that's
1: exactly the point. Like when he said pity, immediately the connotation is negative. Mm. Like but you should not say that, but it's not. It's
0: not it's interesting. There's no negativity in there, and and and, I mean, like just to share a little bit, like my mom, she's like, she's divorced. Yep. You know, there was one time like she called me. We were in the same house. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she called me up in my room and then like, uh, like, son, like, can you come into my room? And then like, I'm like, what, ma?
2: Like, You're in like, the next room. Yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> okay,
0: I'm like, yeah. ma, like, uh, I, 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 I want to sleep. And it's like, no, no, can you please come in? I was like, okay, I'm in the room. And then she literally just asked for a hug. Mm. She asked me for a hug, you know, and, and, and like I feel like in this day, like, you know, like, What's that word? Like, which one? There's a lot of negativity in here now. I mean, in this world. Mm. But I feel like there's not enough, like, love. You know, like people just opening up their arms. You know, and just, you no, know, just, just, just. Come here and give me a fucking hug. We'll, mm. Yeah, and you know, and <laughs> I think I think hug. that
1: balance is interesting because I grew up I think as a very loving person, but also very angry. And mm. and sometimes you find yourself in that middle ground, being like, okay, should I love now? Or should I be angry now? And sometimes because you see what other people are doing outside, it's always easier to go for the angry option because you protect yourself when you love someone or you ask for love. You're you're putting yourself, you're make, you're being you're being vulnerable. Yeah, and. I think that's the hard part in Singapore because we're not taught to be vulnerable. Mm. So, I don't I know think in
2: soci- I think in society in general, you're not taught to be vulnerable. You're not taught to be... Yeah. Uh, you're yeah. only taught to to pursue things that you think you want but you don't really want it because yeah. you, you need to know what you want ultimately.
1: I think that's what's get really given me purpose lately. Like I, t- I talked to him a lot about it. It's like, you know, a lot of my life, I've been searching for happiness. I always tell myself, what do you want? Happiness. I wish on birthday I wanted to be happy and that's Stupid And I read this article Where it was like Happiness is not what We're looking for It's purpose I agree and, and I didn't understand it You know I really didn't get it Until like Like I started talking Being open about Being depressed And being open about Just where I stand Like I'm stupid I'm dumb I'm dumb as fuck You know Like let's be dumb together mm. And and suddenly like I get a lot of responses Of people who say that Oh you know You really helped me And I'm like well, What? I'm just being a dumb fuck
3: mm. You
1: know But then suddenly I felt this sense of purpose And I feel energised like for the first time in my life in in a long time I feel like okay I have a voice I know what I want to say I'm not afraid anymore and that feeling of purpose is so much more enriching than than being happy I don't know being drunk at a club or like even being overseas and on your own Mm. suddenly I feel connected to this earth I feel connected to the people around me and I know that there's something that I can do and purpose is just wonderful would
2: would you be able to (laughs) sum it up in one sentence yeah
1: um. What do you mean?
2: Like w- w- If I were to ask you today w- w- What would your purpose be Let's say for the next five years uh, Yeah What would that be like?
1: Connecting with people mm. Maybe I mean I've uh, Sorry I'm not a short-winded kind of person I'm a blabberer But <laughs> Please, like <yeah. laughs> it's good like, Yeah I've always found myself Drawn to the people that were sad And drawn to people that were sad. depressed okay. Because I felt that That's me Like I'm a sad person That comes out in one of my songs mm. <laughs> You know it's called Blue. It literally just says, paint me blue because I am blue. Mm. And I think that's my purpose right now is finding these people who also don't know how to express their feelings or don't know what they're going through and just be with them and be a community with them and maybe in some way help them a little bit through my own struggles and empower them to help the people around them. And I think that really makes waves. That's my my purpose right now, I feel. Showing people... How to grow through making mistakes
2: I think that's very altruistic of you to be honest <laughs> yeah, because um I feel that society is taking a turn towards me, towards the individual yeah. but what 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 you're saying is you you want to think outside of who you are, you want to because you have a platform, people yeah. in a sense look up to you, and it's it's not even. I think conscious to a certain degree, people just feel attracted to you. Is it energy? I have no (laughs) idea. I've been
1: denying that for so long, like Mm. vehemently denying it. But now I just kind of accept it. Is it sort of influence?
4: Would you use that word?
1: No, it's the fact that we have been in the public eye. Mm. Naturally, you know, you just... Be like, oh, this person. What are they doing? It's just gossip. It's like you gossip about the popular girl in school yeah, because right. naturally everybody has a barometer to balance off this person. Everybody has their own opinions, and you yep. can judge based on someone you don't know. That's scary. It's fucking that's scary. scary.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's interesting. So, like Kevin brought up, like, how do you deal with that? Because I'm sure there's an influx. You know, you being in the public eye and like.
1: Like I said, right? I, I I mean I had so much issue with it, but right now it's. I, I mean It's it's a bit selfish Because like First I turned inwards I make music for myself Not for yeah. anybody else yeah. And then Right now I'm also making mistakes For myself Will I piss people off I will Will I End up losing followers Probably Because people don't want to see that But then fine Fuck that Like yeah. I, If I have a community And now I know the community And exact Like, I'm clear. I know who I'm reaching out to. Then I'm just going to stick to that and ignore the noise everywhere else. But it took me so long to come to that. Like, I literally woke up one morning and I was like, you know what? I want to be a mental health advocate. Mm,
3: It's
1: it's such a weird thing to say, but like, there's nothing else I can do. Me starting on these songs and putting them out already started me on a track that I had no choice but to continue with. It gave me, in a sense, like, I don't know, an ultimatum. It's like, because I put it out of my head. Remember I was telling you I was dealing with things and yep. I was like, why don't people understand it? And I was like, fuck, because you're not being honest.
2: What, what do you mean by that?
1: I put out a song about toxicity and indulgence in a toxic relationship but I never told anybody what the hell happened.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, like it. he yeah.
1: asked me, he was like, you know, and this was like only a few weeks ago, he was like, you know, you never really told me what happened and mm. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. because <laughs> how can I... Do you think can people I... just get it? No. Okay. They won't. They won't. And maybe, okay, maybe that's my fault as an artist of not conveying it, like, clear. Um, but I don't really know what my art is at this point. Right. I just know I need to get things out, whether it's through music or whether it's, I mean, I hope to eventually go back into things like film or, like, visuals, because I think that was my first love. Like, drawing, painting was my first love. And then I went into film. Then I went into music, mm. you know? Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I hope that eventually I will find my way back to these things. And I don't care where life takes me as long as it's honest. Um, what was the question? <laughs> uh. I got lost. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my brain. No, that's good. No, it's I actually like
0: this. Like, I mean, like for for those who do not know, like you know, if you actually meet in like you know, outside of you no, know, just doing music, like that's actually how I met her too. Like it's at Moonstone. Mm. Well, actually, I mean, like I know her for like six years, but like it was. You know, because we're musicians. I play drums. She sings. Obviously, we know each other. You obviously. Know, hanging, like, yeah, obviously. You know, like, who's this girl? <laughs> you know, And then, but like, when I actually really got to know her personally, was actually at Moonstone. Mm. And like, I really like, she was literally not the person that I knew. Do you remember the first conversation you had with her?
4: Ooh.
1: Y- y- over whiskey again? <laughs> rum was yeah, it? Yeah, it it's always
0: rum. Like we always have it over like rum. Okay. Oh, it's either rum or whiskey. Um, and and like I I'll, I'll, I'll just like somehow if I think, you
1: I, okay, I think uh, what connects us both is that we like to help people.
0: Yeah.
1: And we like to make people feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting putting two of these people together. We just suddenly. Opened up and we had a very smooth conversation. It was like in the first meeting, suddenly he's telling me about his family and all the things that he goes through and mm. feels bad about. And me as well, I was like, I was an open book, but only because I felt comfortable in his presence, mm. you know.
0: Yeah, cool. and 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 like you know when I first met her as well, like you know she's not just a singer. Like like I like you know all of a sudden like oh she does film. I'm like oh wow okay you into art. I was like oh shit like. I didn't know so all the, that. So, so like, there
2: are different facets to her that you yes, realise. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: And, and I, I feel like also that in turn also taught me a lot of things. Because in the society that we live in nowadays, everything is all judged based upon the what you put, you put do. Out, your out, your output, but not what you actually put in. And I feel mm. like everybody should definitely really take the time to get to really know your friends. You know, yeah, like, you know what? Like, friends are your support system. You know.
1: The funny thing is, is like even with my closest group of friends, we don't talk to each other about the things that really affect us, and I think that's the problem. It's like not being able to just ask someone like, "Hey, like, how are you really doing?" Like, talk to me. And and this, those have always been my favorite kind of conversations. Mm. At least, I don't know. Let's just do that more, guys. Yeah, you yeah, <laughs> should do it more. Yeah.
2: So so, do you think that it's a fear of being vulnerable? I or think being perceived it, because vulnerability has a negative connotation to it and being perceived as lesser when you talk to someone about it.
1: I think it's just um, like like having the openness in your head to understand that people are not just what they do. Mm. You know, like there's this thing with I don't know what it is like. It's like a game or whatever you play. <laughs> you play at parties, but it, it's with a group of new people, and you're not allowed to ask what they do. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I don't care what you do and whatever. It's like, what are you going through now? And I think even questions like you know when people ask me oh, like what is your creative process like that already opens the door and it digs deeper into layers that you're you feel safe talking about and yeah i think even with friends or, or whatever it's like these are the questions that we should be asking i don't know how to explain it yet i get
0: <laughs> I, I mean i like, just basically like i what i see in today in singapore especially it's like guys come on man, it's okay to talk about your feelings Cause you know, I mean, I mean, this is what I notice, actually, ex- especially among guys. Cause I have a group of friends who are just all guys, and we're all bros. We barely talk about our feelings. Mm. It's just all jokes and jokes and jokes and jokes. But then you know, people say that oh, these are my bros for life. How are they your bro? What does I they mean, really they're still mean? your bros because yeah, I, your bros I think what mean. bros
1: is is just a trust of having each other's back. Yeah. You know, but. Like...
0: Do you actually know...
1: What's going mm. on? What's going
0: on? Like, can you actually... Like, like what Narelle said earlier, like, we okay. should like to help.
1: And and I yeah. guess a little piece of advice, because I've always been quite close off. I think... Somehow, when you're open with people, when you approach them with love, they will come back to you. And that's the whole man in the mirror. We change by changing ourselves first. Mm. And if, let's say, you do have a group of friends that are not as open, you step in with vulnerability. Be like, hey guys, like this is thing. Could you help me out? Like I've been feeling this way. And naturally, people will start to share stories. And if you're open, everyone will become more open. And then maybe there's just a small thing to keep in the back of your head to just chew on, to try and be more open with people.
2: What, what would you say being open means? Because I've definitely heard that phrase a lot of times. But as I said before, because there is no syllabus to all this. There is no, oh, you have to do this, this, this and you get X result. So what does yeah. being open mean?
1: Well, I mean, there are some kind of syllabus like for example, <laughs> for example, <laughs> Osho. Are,
2: oh, Osho. Osho. <laughs> it's a wow wow country, isn't yes, it? Yes, okay. exactly.
1: But like, Honestly, reading his books because the way he writes is like it's literally like speech, Mm -hmm. you know. So it's very easy to comprehend. It's very like easy to relate back to your own life. Um, But I think to me, being open means first step is accepting yourself for your flaws, your insecurities. Because a lot of time when we talk, when we go into jokes and we deny all those feelings, it's because of our ego.
4: Mm.
1: It's because of our pride. Yep. So it's understanding. How prideful you are! How to tear down these walls, tear down your ego, and then I think we can learn how to be open. Because sometimes people can't be open because they're literally not even thinking about it in their own head. They 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 shove it out. Mm you know but meditation really helps in a weird way and i I, like i I love astrology not because i believe it's an exact science but because it provides an infrastructure to understanding the human psyche which has been really thought out like astrology was 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 found i mean we know it from the sumerians which is like the first ever recorded history Mm. and that's where like pieces of the bible and the quran and everything has came from so if we believe so much in that like i mean I'm not saying you have to believe it, but if you read it and keep an open mind, it does provide a nice structure. Even things like MBTI, personality quizzes and all that stuff teach you about who you are, how you function and how to not take what other people do for yourself. I I think that's a problem here as well because we always compare and you think that, okay, for example, the way I thought, how I had to deal with social media it's like oh people make jokes oh people like reference to memes oh people like t- take pictures about their life and yep. all that kind of stuff um, and it's only recently where I realised that's not how my brain functions Interesting. my brain functions by like talking and, and social media to me because it was always one way I couldn't function because I'm not a one way I'm a two way kind of like you talk to me, I talk back okay, to you. Okay, it's a dialogue. I'm a responsive. Okay. Yeah. But then when I started being honest and the first thing was like that Zula interview that I did, yeah. uh, which I thought I was talking absolute crap, people started responding and suddenly that's where I found my voice because the conversation opened up two-way. Yeah. it so, was a really I mean, good
2: interview, by the way. Really? Yeah. <laughs> See, I still think yeah. it's absolute it. yeah, shit. I liked it.
1: But like, but like yeah, that's, it, was, it was having that and now I know my purpose.
0: Kevin, what do you think about the interview? Yeah,
2: uh, I like that it was long uh, because it really allows you to say what you want to say. Yeah. Nothing is um, cut short. The interview really lets you speak your mind, and mm. I think that's very important because it is true. Speaking your mind, and when you okay, when you say something, and let's say you you listen to it after, you can you're able to think through your thoughts, and you can change that thought. Nothing mm. is that fixed. Yes. Right. So I think that is. What I liked about it.
1: Cool. That's what I like about life too. <laughs> life, everybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was quite funny. Like um, she was telling me about the interview as well. You know, if don't mind me sharing. You know, she's like, ah, nah, I don't want to watch it. Like, I was like, I watch it with there. me, please. Yeah. Like, I don't dare. Yeah. Still haven't finished it. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't watched it yet. Wa- <laughs> I have not w- even watched it. But like, but I I always did tell her before. Like, you know, sometimes you know, just s- tell people what you tell me. You know, like, yes, there will be people who will not give you the exact reaction that you want, but there will also be the same amount of people who will give you the reaction that you've been hoping for.
1: And those and, are the people that you have to focus on. But exactly. being conscious of not creating another echo chamber, of course. Mm, yeah.
2: <laughs> That's really difficult, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but I think if we just on constantly keep an open mind, constantly keep questioning and reevaluating, I think it'll be okay. Because there will always be people that don't follow your view, that will step into your life. If you cut them out, you will create an echo chamber. Yes. But if you always approach it with openness, you will understand a new perspective. I love I love arguments. Like you're asking who is in real like, I love to argue. Because not because I'm angry, but because I, I love hearing opposing points of views. I love new ideas. Like, let's come up with something else together. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most fun.
2: So, let's say, growing up, um, being in a band, the Sam mm-hmm. Willows, and now being independent, being the public eye of sorts, um, do you feel yourself, your identity, being torn in different ways? Because people project who they think you are. Yes. To to you. Totally. So, yeah.
1: There's this um, monk, like but a very popular monk on, on YouTube, Something Jay Shetty And he said this thing Which was like I am not who I am I am who I think You think I am So we think we are What other people think we are Okay And and, um That was very scary, obviously, because everyone has a thought of who you are. Things like branding and things I couldn't control because we always had to come to a middle ground with the band and also what was for the greater good. Um, Also, seeing that fall apart and seeing that create a dissonance between us was what really taught me you can't do that. You need to be as honest and as earnest as you can be to yourself because nowadays, with so much information, you cannot lie anymore. Mm. You just need to stay true to who you are and I'm still learning to overcome that Me talking now, coming like you know, not caring whether my captions are too long. (laughs) Is me trying to claim back that right, claim back my platform, and me making mistakes like when I was insensitive about the Sudan. A lot of people were like, "You should have known better." You know, you know, people follow you and everything. And and my point was, I get it, and I will apologize publicly because I'm not afraid of making mistakes anymore. But at the same time, we all exist on different levels of understanding. Exactly, yeah, and. I publicise my ignorance because I know that there are plenty of people that are as ignorant as I am. If I go straight from one to hundred, there's going to be a gap that nobody will understand and I end up alienating my audience even more. If I can be honest with them and show them, okay, I see, I, I think the same way as you. I can be desensitised hmm. to violence. I can be un, 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 inempathetic, unempathetic unempathetic towards yeah. things, but a simple conversation and an earnestness of conversation from someone who is suffering from that plight. Like, I've had people from Sudan talk to me about it. and explain, Yeah, which I never would have reached out to if I had not been ignorant in the first place. So, to me, I don't feel bad because, like, this was important. Me being, like, as much as there were people who were correcting me, there were also a lot of people who were agreeing with what I said. So, my message now goes out to these people who would not have understood if I just posed, oh, pray for Sudan, you know? Mm. Like, okay, so what? Let me show you why. Mm.
4: Right.
1: Yeah. So,
0: so what what would you explain for those who haven't, who didn't know what happened over the post? Yeah. So
1: I, I I mean, I just posted something. I haven't seen (laughs) how people have responded. (laughs) (laughs) It's very nerve-wracking. Doesn't scare you? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. No. Okay. But I always have anxiety towards things. Like growing up, because I, I was like a pretty naughty kid. My, my, every time my, my phone vibrates I panic Because I'm like It's always going to be my dad And I'm going to have to go To a conversation And I'm going to like Be like where are you And I'm like oh shit like, okay, oh, okay. It's 4am You know <laughs> but, like, So I always have anxiety But then again Like every time I have anxiety I take a breath And I'll be like I know what I'm doing I know that my intentions are pure And I know that Even if I make mistakes I will own up to those mistakes And I'll continue to grow Then I'm Okay then I will take the conversations with a huge breath. <laughs> and and even if it's hate, I approach it back with love. And every single time we have come to a middle ground, like I said, and that's so amazing. How could I... like? It's amazing. Like I actually talked to someone f- from Sudan who openly admitted that he also is trying to understand what is going on in the country because it's so complicated. Yeah. We cannot expect anyone to have...
0: If you expect it, us
1: yeah. to have a full understanding before we approach anything, yeah. you're never going to approach anything. I agree. Yeah. And conversations exactly that It's what happens In the middle And I hope That I can continue this I mean Like I was saying like, I'm like damn scared I'm like oh my god Did I get myself Into something Even with depression That I'm not ready to face mm. Too bad Now I have to face it You know yeah, And it's,
0: It turns out Pretty good so far Like I mean You've from, learned
1: Yes you... Exactly And but also Because I have a great Support team of people That That are willing To tell me when I fuck up That's good Yeah And even my manager Is like yeah It's a bit stupid But Keep it up.
0: Mm. Yeah. Have more conversations.
1: Yeah. You
2: know. So like. so d- your, your your manager, your your team, and your manager gives you a sense of freedom as to what you want to say with your. Uh, yes. Platforms.
1: Yes, hundred percent.
2: Do you think that's important?
1: Yes, hundred percent. Because it's so scary doing it alone. Um. I. I mean, a lot of my friends in the industry they do it alone, and I respect that so much. Maybe I just work a bit different, coming to accept that maybe I need a bit more help. Is mm. also something that took me a while because I always thought I had to do it myself. But nah, because even when you're doing it yourself, we we have this group of people like that are in, in the same predicament, like mm. in the limelight. Yep. And we all openly talk to each other and help each other through our own difficulties. And like, yes, like yesterday, we literally just had a meeting and I was talking to them about the mistakes that they've made and they've made so many.
2: Interesting. You know,
1: and that was like, yeah, man, it's okay. Mm. And And... Hearing them make the mistakes, learning from them that it's okay to make mistakes, helped me a lot. And likewise to everybody who's listening, like it's okay. It's really okay to make a mistake as long as you continuously grow because life is a journey. Mm.
2: So if life is a journey, what phase of this particular journey are you at right now?
1: I'm at the start. You know, Mm. honestly, it's only recently where I've come to realize I might live a long life when my mom died pretty young. Mm. And everybody telling me, you know, you're going to get cancer. And then me being depressed. People telling you, you're going to get cancer. i my like, Yeah, i <laughs> dad, <laughs> Basically. Wow. But it's true because it's, it's genetic. Okay. He's saying, watch out for yourself. Mm. Watch what you eat. Mm. Um, you know, but I took it in a bad way. I took it as, I'm going to die. So what? Mm. You know, and I never planned my life since I was a kid. My mom got cancer when I was four. Mm. I never planned my life because I really thought I would die by thirty, and I would joke about it with my Mm. friends, and everybody thinks it's a joke, but I really thought so. I was like, ah, fuck it, whatever. I'm not gonna live past thirty anyway. You know, and I have been there. I have been suicidal and like really. I mean, I don't cut myself because it's not my thing, but I like I like heights. You know, Mm -hmm. so I've literally been across a glass that says do not lean because it's very thin on a one inch ledge, right? 18 floors up. Yikes. Yeah. And just standing there looking down. And I've been through all all of these things. The first time that I wanted to jump, I was seven years old. So this has been something that's been going through my life. And now I can finally say, no, I don't want to die at 30. I want to die at 80 or 50, whenever life takes me, sure. But having that length of life has made me realize that I can Keep going Yeah Does it scare you though? What scares me? Um, living Used to Not Not right now It will uh, When my next period comes <laughs> 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 Okay Just being honest <laughs> hey, <Okay>. That's real <laughs> yeah. yeah Interesting But I mean I feel so much for people Who are suicidal man Because I understand I understand what it takes to get there and I understand how debilitating that can be and how inhibiting that can be for you to not reach your full potential and... That's why I want to take these conversations to these people. And and as much as I can do it briefly online, like, like the most meaningful ones are the ones that happen one-on-one because each experience is tailored. And sometimes you need someone to talk to you straight through. Like, right before I came in, I was replying an email Mm -hmm. for someone who messaged me saying that, like, you know, after my breakup, I became depressed and I don't know how to talk anymore. Like, how do I talk, you know? Mm. And I was like, yeah, you talk by just talking, write and journal and, you know, and just gave him like two pages worth of advice, which I don't know, may, may not be the most right advice, but if it helps him now, that's great. And yeah, I don't that know is why. That's an I'm,
2: interesting way of looking at things because from, from my perspective, I would imagine that to be very exhausting because you're just one person and you have like 10, 20 emails coming at you asking for advice. But it gives me
1: life. <laughs>
2: interesting. And,
1: and also that's why, I mean, now that I'm a bit more stable, I'm looking to expand my team mm. and build a group of people that will work towards the same goal i guess of of preaching openness and preaching conversation and i hope to also use my instagram platform eventually to create a safe space for people that need to talk about these things i mean that's what i'm working on right now i'm figuring out how to do that how to tweak what i say so that it's the most effective like like i learned like for example from this sudan thing i know now how to tweak it so that my conversation is even more open yeah so Let's
2: you're inviting a dialogue per se online? Yes, ice? yeah. Okay.
1: Hopefully. That is
2: very interesting. Slowly. <laughs> I, I want to go off on a different tangent. Um I'm curious to know what in your opinion do you think you've done well in recent memory?
1: I think every, every everything in recent memory I've done well because like I've been posting like change is making small right choices every day and it's been so hard like the past 8 months every day you're faced with a billion choices and every time I've taken the step to make the right choice, I'm fucking proud. I'm fucking proud of that. Mm. Me being able to speak right now, I'm fucking proud of that. Mm. And everybody that I've helped in the past few weeks, I'm fucking fucking proud of that. Yeah.
2: So even acknowledging that is is, is a big yeah, step it's forward. A step, yeah. yeah.
1: But yeah. <laughs>
0: Interesting so, question.
2: Yeah, because um yeah, yeah. what what I realized is that um a lot of our questions, intentionally, unintentionally, they they could be framed in a negative sense. So I'm just no. personally curious because what have you been doing well? It's acknowledging what you have been doing The credit. Well. Um, yes, me the credit. Yeah. yeah.
1: Have I been speaking very negatively? No, <laughs> it's just
2: questions in general. When intentionally, un- it gets put into different boxes. It could be a negative, it yeah. could be a positive. So I'm just generally curious. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, I think that's my problem sometimes online because like, I'm like i a Libra. So I'm always questioning and within my oh, own what's head. A Libra? So okay, a Libra, <laughs> we're, we're at the weighing scale. Okay. So yeah. we, we make things like good judges because you tend to see things from everybody's point of view which has been so tiring my whole oh, life no. because I will have a thought then I'll have the like an opposing thought An opposing thought opposing thought And eventually I go into a circle That I spiral down Because yep. there are no answers mm. To things Me being able to finally like Meditate I had this visual once Of me like just meditating On top of yin and yang You know And being able to finally balance Like the good and the bad In the world Was Yeah I mean that's where I try And get back to Every time I start to spiral um, What was the question again? Oh no, oh, no So the negative thing So I think sometimes That's why my my tone Comes off wrong Because when somebody Says something I might bring up A negative point of view Because Mm. that's just me Being like but what if yes. that's that's Devil's that's yeah. the Socratic the Socratic method, right? Like, or oh, was it Plato? Socratic method when he taught Plato, it was mm-hmm. him. You you pr- you present a thesis, I poke holes. You present a new thesis, I poke holes, and we poke until there's mm. something solid. Mm. And that's been my form of thinking that may not come across as easy or as palatable because people are like, "Why are you questioning?" I think
2: palatable is
4: the word.
1: Yeah. yeah so I'm on my part, I'm learning to be like, not like, oh, I. Don't you see what I'm doing? I'm right. It's about, okay, how do I now then tweak my tone so that people understand that I'm coming from a point of love? Mm. Yeah, which I think is a problem I see in a lot more other people, you know, even with friends, when you be like, but don't you think you should be doing things this way?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. because yeah. the intention may be good yes. you might be trying to come up say something that's good but oh I, I think the way God. you speak it's
1: off noticing yeah. that everything in this life is just miscalm and insecurities yes. is so intense like I was yes. just telling Ritz as well like um, I have a gay friend mm-hmm. and he was telling me how he has a boyfriend and his family is finally coming around to accepting it but his boyfriend comes from a broken family which I, on, sadly a lot of gays do because it's hard in this Current
2: lifestyle, yeah.
1: Yeah, day. Society. Um, And so his mom is trying to open her, her life to the boyfriend and showing him a lot of love. The boyfriend is like, oh my God, I'm not used to this love. I feel bad. So I'm going to close off. Mm. And then the mom goes to my friend and says like, oh, now we feel like he's pulling you away from your family. And then he attacks back saying like, why don't you just accept me? Because because you wouldn't have done this if I was dating a girl. Yeah. And it's just three insecurities hopping on each other when everybody means well. And it ends up being an argument, which is so sad. I mean, obviously it takes a lot to go through all these things individually and it has to be individually tailored but I think when you start to notice that in other people it makes you able to converse better
0: it's the classic miscom miscom yeah so maybe
1: we should be working towards fixing miscommunication instead
0: or just having more honest talks and not just leaving everything on the surface Yeah, it's
1: it's a lot of different Mm. aspects like Mm. I mean when I was trying to crawl out of my depressive hole it was a lot of I don't know what I'm doing I just feel like I need to read this article today and I need to read that article and I don't know why And, and one would be on philosophy one would be on science one would be a conversation with a friend and then Um, a couple of months later and there's a funny thing about realisation it's not something that you think and you figure out it's that you chew on slowly and then you're sitting there drinking coffee and and then it slaps you across the face Mm. like bam like oh my god this suddenly makes sense these three things that have been totally separate issues to me suddenly come together and then I have a new ground to step on and I move up a level you know so I think that's uh, especially a lot of people dealing with confusion it, it's not something you can think of like slowly just make right steps right choices right steps right choices follow your instinct what do you want to learn to read today what feels good for you and just keep moving on there because things will start to fall into place you can't control it you just can't
2: interesting so I think I would like to close out the, the episode um with this question I'm just curious to know what does growth look like to you
3: growth after
2: having gone through everything that you just said has, has it changed? Yeah. What, what, yeah. what does it look Because you, you're in the, the creative industry. Yeah. There is, it's, it's, it's a fucking war zone out there in <laughs> a sense that because there is no metric Real for success. Success talk. means different from you to Ritz, to me. We have all different measures of success. So how do you, for lack of a better word, how do you quantify growth? What does it look like?
1: Growth to me looks like an inward journey. Hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. It's not going to be poetic. It, it looks like it looks to me like like an inward journey that I create for myself. It's it's a race. It's a race that it's crafted only for you, that you craft for yourself. Re- growth is a self-crafted. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: let's rephrase. And, and,
2: and <laughs> in this race, are you running? Are you driving? Um, are You driving a van?
1: You are. You are meditating and following your own pace. Mm.
0: Yeah. Floating, I guess, yeah. that would be the word. Yeah, float,
1: but not really, because it's hard. You're just like, I, mean, I don't know. Meditation before it gets to a peaceful point, you go through this this point where you're like taking a thought and throwing it out, taking a thought and throwing it out, and like like pushing things away, yep. and that's hard because you're actively trying to not think, you know. And I trying to think not
2: think, okay, like,
1: in the same way, when I'm on my journey, it's like me in a state of peace while it's totally turmoil all around me. So and in it's, a it's bubble? that balance. Not really, You're still flowing. So, you know, it's getting complicated again, guys. <laughs> yeah, please, it's, please uh, I, I explain it. It's not that you're in a bubble, but you are controlling the energy around you. Okay. Yeah you cannot separate yourself from it you can't think that i'm putting myself in a bubble is that even though there's all this mess outside i am peaceful and i will take it as i can hmm yeah we can only be the best person we can be if we just do our best that's all you can do and yeah. that's that's the pace that you will go at in your own race
0: it's beautiful and accepting the race yeah i think that's very important yeah.
1: ex- ex- accepting the that
0: that this is the best that you can do you know, yeah. I feel like that's very important. Yeah. Nice. Wow.
1: <laughs> we didn't talk about art. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but this is very interesting. Like I feel like, you know, this also goes back into art. Like you know, I'm I'm sure with Kevin or like even myself as 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 an artist.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like a lot of it is a
1: self journey.
0: It's, it's a self journey, and it's a lot to do up here in the brain. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and every a lot of people out there think, oh, art something that you practice. You know.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, it's second nature.
1: Another, actually another metaphor that like made sense to me was that I was thinking about how I move a lot slower than most people. And some people, you know, um, they, they haven't influenced, they take it, they, Do something creative They put it out Hmm. And it goes like that In out in out in out But for me it doesn't work that way For me I take it and I sit And I sit and I sit And I collect and I sit And I collect and I sit And then finally When I feel ready I put something out You know So the metaphor was like A house Mm -hmm. You are collecting bricks Some people want to build A small house Some people want to build A mansion But you just need to realise That you're doing things different you collect whatever bricks you need to and you slowly build your house and one day as long as you keep putting brick by brick you'll look at it and it's a full house
2: so it's at your own pace yeah okay um, would you describe yourself as a perfectionist
1: um i'm a virgo cusp <laughs>
4: what does that mean
0: to everyone out there listening like okay. you know throughout this whole so, episode we've been like dropping low hints of <laughs> astrology <laughs> and like a horoscope yeah, please, thing. Please so, elaborate, yeah.
1: okay so i'm i'm born exactly between virgo and libra Mm -hmm. And that means I have traits of both So Virgos are perfectionists Mm -hmm. And yes, like growing up I've always felt like a perfectionist So in some sense, yeah But also now I also don't give a shit (laughs) It's (laughs) like I'm the kind Like I'll be a perfectionist Until the point where I'm like Fuck it And then I put out shit And then I'm them happy about it
2: Subjectively shit or shit shit?
1: To me, shit Yeah, so subjectively shit Okay. Um, But yeah, I mean So I am and am not (laughs) Interesting. I'm a, I'm a terrible perfectionist. <laughs> terrible perfectionist. <laughs> We're really bad perfectionists.
2: Interesting paradox
1: there. <laughs> yeah. uh, Life is paradox. Yes. Um, um And that's all folks. That's all the time <laughs> we have for today. Is, is there yeah.
2: anything um you want to to close out with? Yeah, to in part.
1: I mean what's if you've listened thing? this long thank you and I hope that you have taken away something and I hope that you you can chew on these thoughts or maybe if you have anything to add you can feel free to reach out to me or these guys on their DMs what's your Instagram where, handle guys
2: where can they find you?
1: at Norel King <laughs> simple enough yeah simple enough. or email me if you want something a bit more personal it's contact at Norel King I do reply emails okay well, you can even talk to Ritz he loves talking to people
0: yeah I actually do I think me I think uh, us as a whole like as cosmic children like you know like I think that have we ever did mention before that you know we are open to conversation M-
2: like, maybe Ritz us <laughs> <laughs>
0: but like, yeah I, I definitely would love to talk to people and I always like talking I, I'm i always talking to Narelle you yeah. know, um, and, and we love conversations.
1: Yeah. So, so if you have thoughts, questions, queries, opinions, like just send them out some way somehow. Yeah. And I think it will help these guys as well. We're continuing Definitely. continuing this podcast, which I think is really necessary. Thank you guys for doing it. Thank
2: you for coming on. Yeah. For coming
1: and um yeah, so keep the conversation opening open and let them know what you want to hear or things that you want to talk about. And I think that would just help everyone.
2: That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank yeah. you
1: guys.
0: Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and feel inspired. Don't forget to keep posted for the next one. And if you really liked what you got,
4: give us a follow.